0: So, we want to welcome you to another Be and Wellness event here at the Wu Healing Center. My name is Kim Fleck. Um, I am the founder of the Bee and Wellness panel, which consists of Angela Mendez and Donna Gordon. Um, we had another member, um, Daisha Jackson, for a long time. She recently um, passed away, and today is her birthday. So, we're honoring her tonight. Um, our guest is eric harris of chief for healing who actually happens to be my co-host for a podcast called healing is in your hands which we are live on facebook live for healing is in your hands right now and we are also being recorded for a future podcast so i thank all of you for being part of this because um, this is a pretty special day because we haven't actually done a being wellness panel live on the podcast and eric has been kind enough to be our first guinea pig guest so with that i'm going to toss it over to eric but i also wanted to also mention um, a big huge thank you to dr ming wu for continuing to allow us to have his space and he's also a sponsor on the podcast so we appreciate him
1: the wu healing center is located in west harford connecticut and Maynard, mass the mission of the wu healing center is to educate inspire and empower people to take control of their own health and well-being they provide world-class traditional Chinese medicine, Tai Chi, and Qigong practitioners focused on empowering Qi, enhancing health, and healing the mind, body, and spirit. They provide long-distance Taoist TCM educational classes to teach families how to heal each other and spread Taoist Chinese medicine to the world. To learn more about Dr. Ming Wu and his health and healing philosophy, you can go to wuhealing.com. And we encourage you to visit the Wu Healing Center page on Facebook and click on membership to learn about their closed group for live classes, educational materials, and more. So yeah, my name is Eric Harris, and I am a holistic healing practitioner, and I'm going to share a little bit about my story. Um, But when she asked me to come on the panel, she said, well, what do you want to talk about? And I said, well, I think I'd like to talk about holistic healing to help with chronic pain, which is something that I've dealt with, and I know a lot of people deal with chronic pain, chronic illness. Um, so, so that's uh, what we're going to talk about tonight. One thing I wanted to touch upon was a lot of the emotional issues that people deal with with chronic pain. You know, a lot of times it can be a physical issue but what isn't often touched upon is all the mental emotional mm-hmm. effects that occur, you know, and spiritual, you know, issues that arise um, and also kind of eventually getting more in touch with your spiritual side is what what happens to kind of help you through that.
2: Good question. Yeah. I'm very interested in um, how did you separate pain from suffering? Because that's one of the things that I work with people and I would love to have your experience because you you mention it. Yeah. So that's one. And the other one is grief. When you talk about losing your identity as part of this is my body, this is who I am. Yeah. So if my body's not able, yeah, there's something missing and yeah. and I'm broken wrong. There's there's something there. So for me and, and I I have clients that have um, body issues, for yeah. me that's really interesting because it's that lose of identity that you mentioned kind of awakens you at a different level
1: yeah. but
2: also it's important to kind of share because people are going through it they're probably so connected with their own belief system that they don't relate to other possibilities
1: yeah and they, yeah they probably don't know how to go about yeah. it um i would say that i definitely started that's why for me, the spiritual practice, getting in touch with the Native American principles, getting into Buddhism, Taoism, whatever helped me at the time. Even Christianity, like whatever, didn't have to be a religion either. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh, gaining wisdom from that. But um, So you asked about separation from pain and suffering yes. and then grief. Okay. Um, so I would say that it also, I had to learn to to tell myself that the saying of like, this too shall pass. And, you know, this this is a temporary experience that's happening, and that um, that each day it is different, but um, that it was like, I am not like, I am not wholly my body. And like, that it's not, this is not the end all be all of me. There's so much more to me and my soul and my spirit, right? And that, um, and it wasn't always easy. I mean, it did not happen overnight. There were some times I was definitely stuck in suffering, definitely stuck in pain. Um, but we choose that in those moments, that's, that's the thing. Like, we can choose to be suffering and we, it, we can still be in pain, right? But we don't, like, we don't have to always suffer. So mm-hmm.
0: um, I think the pain can pass, too. But, like, in my case, it's permanent. Yeah. So my body is permanently yeah. different. Yeah. And that's never going to change. Yeah. What had to change was me.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And, I, and it took a long time, right, for, for me to change. And, and I'm still changing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it's a lifelong thing. Thank you. Because my body's going to change no matter what. And I had to listen to people tell me, like you, this is your reality for the rest of your life. And then decide what I call, do you spiral up? Or do you spiral down? And I'm not in the habit of spiraling down. So you have to close out those voices, which is very, very difficult, I think. But sometimes you also have to become not sometimes, always, have to become okay with your body and who mm-hmm. you are. I would say, I am beautiful, I am healthy, I am prosperous, which I'm still working on. <laughs> I am you know, I am healed, you know, I'm amazing. I am not my job. Because when I wasn't my job anymore, which I so closely identified with, then I wasn't anything, right? So I had to let that go. Like, letting sports go was probably killing you.
1: It just... Yeah. And letting, letting a lot of things go yeah. in my identity. Yeah. and And, like, one thing I was going to say is that I know for... For me, being a Capricorn and just my personality, right? Like I can be, I can tend to get kind of hard on myself, mm-hmm. right? And like
0: this is very true y- at the podcast. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and so but and so that's the the one mantra that I learned, and I had to say yeah. to myself still all the time. Like it's not like it just goes away. It's mm-hmm. be easy with yourself,
2: mm-hmm. right? I like that.
1: And 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 let and let go and let you know they say let go and let God, and it's so true, you know. Um,
2: Radical kindness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and we, we can do it so easily for others. I mean, not all of us, but, you know, it tends to be a lot easier to do it for others, right? But it's not always easy to do it for ourselves.
3: Mm-hmm. Especially and healers. Yeah, 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 I guess. We, we have to be gentle with each ourselves. Yeah, we have guys. to think of ourselves with, we have to treat ourselves like we do with our clients, with compassion. Yeah. yeah. And and not beat ourselves up. I mean, you know, it, it, journeys take a long time. And... It, Not everything will happen overnight, so the journey is finding those things that work for us. And if you have a little bit of a setback, it's okay. You can still keep going forward. Mm -hmm. Be good with yourself. Uh, But
2: I think especially for healers,
3: I think the important
2: part is to know that the process is not linear. Right. Mm. we yeah. exist on a, on a time scale on a physical level but on an emotional mental level which is where healing happens it cannot be on a right. linear yeah. so yeah. Yeah. just the fact that you improved and then you had a setback it, it's not that you've regressed but it, it's different each time Yeah. so you, you, you are in this moment with what is there as opposed to I should have overcome this by now
1: yeah, can I, can I say, can I add, elaborate on that? Okay. So because what another part of my story that you guys don't know, I'm sorry to cut you off. But um, so, you know, again, <laughs> again, you know, I did have a setback, right? So five years ago, I was walking my dog and I fell on the ice, I did one of those full right on my hip, and I broke my back again. Okay. So, um, so I had what's called pars defects at L4, L5, at the same spot where I broke it when I was 16, right? So at, at a different vantage point, okay, now being a healer, a professional person, working with people and in the community, right? I, I had to come to terms with that I broke my back again. I knew in that moment, I heard it pop and I felt, and I said, wow, I just broke my back again. And I was just like, what am I gonna do? You know and um and i tried as hard as i could and to let go and to see every holistic practitioner i could the first person i called was ming and my old chiropractor and then i went and saw you know a doctor i got x-ray you know i did uh integrative practice you know but um you know again they said at that time well it's a minor it's a minor break most people have a pars defect defect, it's a hairline fracture, and a lot of people can live with it and be perfectly fine, right? For me, probably because I had scar tissue, arthritis, I broke it when I was 16, so it was half of my life at this point. Um, I was in severe pain. I had shooting nerve pain down my legs um, and severe pain in my back. And again, I didn't always let people know that, Right. Because I kind of grinned and bear it as hard as I could. And I was like, oh, well, I'm a professional and I have to hold it together. Right. Which it is what it is. We go to our coping mechanism, the things that we do. Right. I mean, I still did a lot of my work, but I mean, most most of my clients and students had no idea that my back was broken.
0: Well, what was your bravest moment that you did when you finally, when you get to the, make sure you tell them the part when you went online.
1: Oh well, that that was actually not even my bravest moment. My I thought bra- that was fantastic. Well, so my bravest moment was actually okay. So my bravest moment was actually when the I first told, told people. Yeah. Well, the first people that I told we're actually at a medicinal aromatherapy training. Once you become certified in medicinal aromatherapy, you can audit it at any time and so we hosted one at our house and I opened up to all the people there and a lot of people didn't know and a lot of people were strangers and it was like a big deal for me to tell strangers what I was dealing with but they were in my house and they were seeing how I was and I was in my recliner chair and like this and that, you know, and I, I still, I can't believe all the things that I did. I continued to work and I continued to forage and do all the things that I love but I just was in constant pain I was riding at a level 9 or 10 all the time and it was excruciating Um, and I went to Ming and I went to all these people I tried to you know get the acupressure and do all these things but Ming said no this is an old break like even though it was new but it was like it's the old injury and he's like He wasn't even sure. I mean, I tried, you know, that the Chinese medicine was going to heal it. And so then I went to different orthopedics and again, got the same thing. Most people didn't want to see me. They didn't want to help me. You look at my MRI. It's a minor uh, hairline fracture and there's some slight slippage between L5 to S1, right? So most people didn't want to see me or help me. But again, just like before, I was in constant pain and it was getting worse, right? And so I finally found a doctor the fourth time Finally found a doctor that would actually see me and listen to me, and and then I had to go through a whole round of tests. I did all the shots, the cortisone shots, and all these different. I did all these crazy imaging tests, and I did this thing called a discogram, where they stick a huge needle into the disc of your spine. Most painful thing I've ever experienced. I, I think I may have an idea what it feels to go in labor, possibly, maybe. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I, I think
3: you're teetering on, maybe, a five, maybe
0: take your lip.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, Hey, I don't think, but all I know is that I was in so much pain. I couldn't even, I, they actually put me on prednisone after that for seven days. Cause even pain, nothing could touch it. And it, and, and he said, well, because that happened, that means you're a candidate for surgery, Right. So I had, I, it, about a year and a half ago, I had a double spinal fusion. So I have a permanent fixed situation here now. L4 to L5, L5 to S1. I have six big screws and rods and cages and all sorts of things. And I am the last person that would ever get any kind of surgery. I don't really see doctors. You know, Dr. Wu is my main doctor, you know, or my chiropractor is the closest thing I may have. but. Uh, let me tell you, though, I wouldn't be sitting here comfortably at all with, with without that surgery. I can sit here with zero pain. I just was walking in the woods for three hours earlier today, leading people on a forage walk. Head, yeah, but he did because people, if people have more money, they can afford to do different things. Like he had four surgeries before that. So I could have done what's called a PARS repair to try to gamble and see if it was gonna work, it was less invasive. But my doctor was like, look, we could do that and then it could not work.
3: You didn't didn't share that piece because I was waiting for you to say, you know, the only thing the doctors would see me is me. And I was, you know, okay.
1: No, no, this doctor was really good. I really liked him. Um, So anyway, so I just wanted to share that because like you said, like there's been many times in my life It's like, oh, here we go again. And what, you know, there's a little regression here, but you never go back to the same place either. And, um, you always learn something from those experiences. But again, going back to the grief, it was like, I had to grieve my body one more time and I had to, it was a big, I mean, I did a lot of ceremony before the surgery and like you know around like losing this part of my body and you know acclimating this metal into my body and um all these different things well, and it's was
0: really brave though that as a practitioner you So told then everybody. yeah so then that's what practitioners she's talking about don't do yeah that, really. they they keep it on the download they yeah, might Yeah well not I like say, to tell you know? the
1: truth like yeah, my wife says I'm, I'm just saying. being honest I say that a lot yeah. so cuz I think the truth you know it's what sets it's you free right and it's what like we all need to tell the truth. We live in this world where everybody tells lies everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And and it, we we all do. We tell, you know, you can put this mask about yourself and what you perceive, right? Social media, right? We can just perceive social what we want. Social media for social good. Right?
0: Yeah. Be, be good. No, no,
1: I know. But, but even, you know, I don't I don't say everything that I'm about, even on social media, you know. But, um, but the more that we tap into our truth, the more we can help other people, too. Like, if I'm not honest with myself and where I am, like, for me, how am I going to really help other people? Because mm-hmm. really, that's my life's mission. After going through what I went through, it was like, you know, all these things that help me, I want to help other people with. There's so many people suffering. There's so many people in chronic pain and chronic illness in our country and all over the world, right? And there's many reasons why that, that's happening, but there's, there's also so many people that have no they have no hope they have no like they're mm-hmm. they they didn't get the opportunity the awakening that i was fortunate to have and they and they're stuck in and and stuck in that suffering and nowhere to go and it's and so I, that's why i share my story because i say look this is what i went through i know where you've been at i've been there you know it might not be the same thing might you know not the same experience right but I know what it's like to get there, and um, I know what it's like to come out of it, too. And, uh, you know, now I have a permanent situation. I will will have some limitations the rest of my life. There's times where I may be in pain, um, but most of the time I'm not in pain. So, and I'll take that, you know, and I've done a lot of work and healing around it. We will be right back after a brief word from our sponsor.
0: Healing is in your hands is sponsored by Ralphie's Retreat a no-kill shelter located in Western Maine dedicated to cats who have been diagnosed with feline leukemia. Ralphie's opened in July of 2013 with the mission of providing FELV cats from all over the United States with healthy, happy, long lives. Some come from homes where their owners could no longer care for them or from shelters that euthanize cats just for testing positive. Ralphie's treats leukemia with both Western and alternative medicines. The cats have access to natural light, beautiful indoor spaces, a fenced yard with climbable trees, butterflies, and more. We hope that you will consider donating or sponsoring some of Ralphie's fabulous felines. You can learn about Ralphie's life-saving work and their beautiful feline friends at ralphiesretreat.org. That's Ralphie's, R-A-L-P-H-I-E-S, retreat.org. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. With your help, we can change the outlook for FELV cats around the country through love, compassion, advocacy, and education.
2: I, I, I just um, would like to comment that what you're sharing is exactly what I believe is the true meaning of healing. It's to give space. You gave space to your identity. You expanded your identity to someone that's Flexible enough to be in the present to know what's for you in that moment So if path is what's in front of us, which is what I believe Then you are not fixed into an identity of What you had previously you are yeah. just according to what happens to you and I believe that's what creates healing because when you are rigid and, and fixated in one situation, one solution, one area, one result, then you get limited in your possibilities. But the minute you expand to even consider what before you wouldn't, which mm-hmm. would, what was what you said, then possibilities open and you know, you find the right people. You do yeah. what you believe is best for you, and you adjust. But your identity has expanded. And as a healer, I believe your abilities to expand, to mm-hmm. connect with yeah. others that are in a different situation, that see things from a different perspective, are also um, increased. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. And let me tell you, for for a while, I resisted. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to oh. exp- to expand. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it, it took me a couple years really to like to even own where I was at and be like you know I was praying to the universe for a solution and I'm trying because I'm like I don't want to go see doctors and go down that route again like I kind of had a little PTSD around it because I've had so many you know situations where it was didn't go well for me right um but then I remember th- going back to what you just said like one time I was praying and meditation and I the universe said well what if this doctor is the one that's going to help you? Like, I'm trying to give you a solution, Mm -hmm. so open up to it, you know? And I saw my naturopath, and she recommended this person, and and then then it felt right, and it was like, oh, so yeah, this is when, you know, I'm resisting this this Western medicine approach, right? And I'm trying to do everything holistically and know, because at first I was like, I can heal myself. I've done it before, right? I can heal myself. I don't need this this treatment or this, you know, I, I didn't want any invasive procedure and stuff. But then as time went on, then it was like, no, this is what you need. This is what the universe is presenting yeah. to you.
0: So do you want to share some of the things that you you brought?
1: Yeah, so I brought a few of the tools that would be kind of easy to bring. Maybe the ones that, that go I with I
0: the story you've done so far. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. What
1: yeah, totally. Um, so this is my auriculotherapy kit. Um, so auriculotherapy, Is an affectionate term for ear reflexology. So your ear represents your whole body.
2: It works really well. I can testify because I. um, How many of you have done this? Oh, you've done that too. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, she taught me how to do it. So um, you can use a few different types of seeds so acupuncturists will put needles in the ear but you can't walk around with needles in your ear but you can walk around with seeds That's okay warm. yeah Maybe. so uh, depending on the condition you want to put either silver silver is draining and to pull inflammation away and then you have gold gold is nourishing you're going to bring energy to an area then you have vicarious seed which is very neutral Vicarious seeds like a mustard seed all right. Then we also have magnets we can use, which is very common. Uh, magnets get to an area very quickly. You can even use, uh, people have used like Savorkian crystals and diamonds and different things, right? So there's many different things that you can use to put in your ear. Um, but like I said, there's over 300 acupoints. So it's a great way to tap in to specific areas to get to your internal organs. You know, when we're talking chronic pain, you know, we can do the spine, we can do knees, shoulders, head, um, anything that's going on. So I, I use it with most of my clients if they'll let me do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, what I like about it is, then they have a tool that they can use, you know, for themselves. So, cause they can stay in for four to seven days right? And so you can press them. But even if you don't know where they are, it's good to press your ears, right? In Qigong class, we do it after Mm -hmm. every class, right? So you can reach up and give a little pinch, press, and pull. So that's auriculotherapy.
2: And Eric does this on his Qigong classes here on Wednesdays. Yep. at 9 30. Wednesdays at 9 30. I yeah. totally recommend because he does a little bit of all his wisdom yeah. and expertise and the qigong class the vibration is amazing mm-hmm. so if you have a chance catch his class.
1: So these are herbal tinctures that I make so, so I forage for that's wild fancy. plants and mushrooms um, so that's what I was doing earlier today I led people on a forage walk Uh, and that's something i've been doing since 2001 when i got introduced to native american teachings i had a teacher that taught me primitive skills and that's how i started learning to identify wild plants Um, so i like to use these as tonics uh, to help with different things like right now a lot of people are taking my allergy tonic with all the out seasonal allergies going on Um, this is my immunity tonic a lot of people (laughs) use this in the winter to prevent colds and flus and or treat a cold and flu. And I brought one of my favorite mushrooms. Yeah, reishi mushroom, okay, which I actually identified some that are starting to grow today. Um, So I make all of my tinctures in non-GMO coconut-derived vegetable glycerin. Tinctures can be made with alcohol. They're traditionally made with alcohol, especially in Chinese medicine. Um, But the alcohol didn't agree with me. It would actually give me a headache, and I didn't like how it made me feel. So I wanted to come up with a way that I can use tinctures. Uh, And so I was like, I'm going to make my own. (laughs) Um, And I was already foraging for all these other herbs and stuff. So that's a way that you can extract the medicine from the plant or the mushroom and then utilize it. Uh, so, you, what you do is you take a dropper full and you put it in water, and so to take it as a tonic, you would do it like two to two to three times a day. Um, if you're not well, you could take it more times, so, what's yeah. great, no, it's okay. what do you use that for? What do I use that for? Yeah. So, Reishi <laughs> is great for the immune system, um, but it's also used as a liver detox, it helps mm-hmm. to tonify the spleen, it's good for your lungs. Um, in Chinese medicine, it helps to nourish the shen, so it's good for uh, very calming, helping to ease anxiety, nourish the heart, so it's, it's used for a lot of things, like you would see uh, pictures of the emperors in China <coughs> holding a reishi mushroom, because it was the mushroom of immortality, so, yeah, so, and the immunity actually has reishi mushroom in it, but it also has elderberries, rose hips, lemon balm, uh, things like that that are good vitamin C, good antivirals, antioxidants. Um, and my allergy tonic has stinging nettles. I just got a bunch of those the other day. Um, also has astragalus root, which helps to tonify the immune system. And my new this is my new batch. I also put goldenrod, mugwort, and mint in there. Mm-hmm. So so they're all wild harvested, or the mint is actually grown in my garden, but mm-hmm. so wild harvested from my yard. Where uh, it
2: lives, it's pretty wild. It is pretty wild there, yeah. <laughs>
1: so um, so these are some of the tinctures that I have that I, I give to my clients and students. And you have
0: an
1: apothecary. I do have an apothecary at my house, Yeah. Okay. So I have a bunch of shelves set up. That's where I keep all my dried herbs and mushrooms. That's where I have my Chinese herbs the tinctures. That's where I make all my tinctures because it's good to keep the my apothecaries in the basement. Um, it's climate-controlled um so it's cool and dry and dark that's a good spot for herbs and tinctures so um
2: can you talk about those yeah what these
1: no the yes the stones yes okay yeah so these these are selenite palm stones you want to hold one thank you there you go that's why why she wanted to talk about it (laughs) Um, i love these these feel so good uh so these are one of the crystals that i use with my clients i usually set up a crystal grid at the base of the table when anybody comes to see me. And then when I do the acupressure work, I lay the crystals around them in a grid and always usually put one in their palms, help open up the pericardium eight where a lot of energy flows. Uh, So selenite is really good for your bones and joints. It helps reduce inflammation and it actually only holds a positive vibration. That's what I like about it. It helps to clear lower vibrational energies yeah yeah and i a bed of that. It's yeah <laughs> clear,
3: it's, it's great, and it doesn't need blanket. to be charged nope, doesn't yeah. need to be cleared
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very soft it's actually like a two on the hardness scale it's uh gypsum is the mineral that it's made from uh especially the white one i think this has some other deposits this is a peach selenite i find these to be a little bit more grounding Whereas the white selenite is a little bit more uplifting, so that's why I like to use these. So these are some just a oh. sampling of the, the crystals I work produces. with. So, like I said, uh, when someone comes to see me and I, they're on my table for body work, yeah. that I put them around them. That's so.
2: So it's always multi-work. It's not just one thing. With yeah. Eric, he's he's attending to one thing, but he's he's sustaining you with so many other.
1: Yeah, I'm like Batman.
2: I have like a <laughs> yeah. lot
1: of tools at my disposal that I can yeah. just pull out. Um, but it's all these things that have helped me, you know. Does. And it so does. it's like I want to learn this stuff and then share it with people. So. So where's uh, the grid? The grid is usually at the base, uh, like at their feet. Yeah, feet. Yeah. yeah. So. And I usually have a sacred geometry cloth there too. Um, And the way the crystals work with us is just by being in our vibration is how they help us. So the crystals always hold a set vibration where our vibration goes up and down, right? So just by being in our energy field, that's how we can receive the energy from them. And most crystals are silica-based, and so are we too, so uh, that's why we resonate with them uh, and that's why we're drawn to them so that's how they kind of, that's when people ask me well how does this work you know i just hold on to this and it helps me and i'm like yeah <laughs> it does yeah.
0: well that's kind of like this yeah right i remember well, the first time i got introduced to this i was like right i'm gonna bang on a doll and that's gonna make everything better
1: yeah right so this is did. a tong run doll it's crazy okay yeah this was my first Where's your, Where's your to, spots to on your back? Where's my spots on my back?
0: Like which ones?
1: Like it would be right here. Right there. L4, L5.
0: Yeah. That was my first introduction to Ming too.
1: Yeah.
3: So can you explain a little bit about oh, how yeah. how that? Oh, yeah, because people are like, what is going you on Why are, right? are <laughs> this? How how everybody's jaw,
1: jaw is dropped. Their eyes are wrinkled.
3: I remember walking like, in like, Because everybody's thinking voodoo. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, you know what? I think it's over now. Let's yeah, they're like, yeah. all right. So. Um,
0: <laughs> and then you walk in, there's a bunch of people doing it. You're like, yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so this guy, Master Tom Tam, created this healing system where he combined actually the west and the east all right so he took an acupuncture doll and a acupuncture hammer and he had the concept of carl Jung's philosophy of the collective subconscious mind that we can literally tap into the collective subconscious of everyone everywhere so tapping into the universal energy healing right so there's all these different meridians and points on this doll. And so you can focus on this specific point that can help a specific condition. So the way it works, like when we do a Tongren class, you go out in the room, people are sitting in meditation. When I do a Tongren class, I like to guide people in a short little meditation to quiet their mind, get them focusing on their breath, get them grounded. Okay. Um, so then you ask for three things that you want healing for. And so then you tap on the doll for the three things that you want healing for, and you usually start from the head to the toe. And so when there's other people tapping on the doll, you can say, "Oh, we're starting at Governor Twenty. We're gonna go down to the sky window. T one two three. L one two three. And you can bring it down. Liver three. Kidney one." All right, just a little sample of what you do, but you can tap for like five, ten minutes. I actually do distance healing sessions with people with this, and I'll tap on the doll for like fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's it's incredible. Like, and I actually find that tongren can be even more effective long distance. Like, I've had people feel the energy more, like in California, than if they're in the same room as me. So <laughs> I don't, you know, it's like it's one of those things. You just you monkey see monkey do like you just do it like that's what they say the the guide is uh it's a, the best uh description for a guide it's a Tongren guinea pig class and guinea pig book like that's what tom tam came up with it's like oh we're gonna try this you're a guinea pig you're an experiment right and he just makes it so it's like light and not like serious right and so you, you just tap into that universal energy that you just put your thought to something and then it happens right and that's what you're you set in your intention and you just believe it's gonna happen and so it happens. Uh, uh,
3: there's a picture over there by the door and so you can take a look on it look at it on your way out and it's a, a, there's a guy sitting on in a, on uh, a table and there's a witch doctor who's tapping and it's somebody <laughs> called Tom Tam a long time ago like Oh, so what are you doing? Which doctor type stuff now? Mm. And so he had a picture made of the a, voodoo. Yeah. Of a voodoo, because people thought that Tom that yeah. Tong Ren was of uh, something with voodoo. You yeah. know, I love you his sign that. too.
0: He has a sign in his office, um, in the Haverhill office, that says "stupid but not crazy."
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, crazy. Yeah. I'm crazy, but yeah. I'm not, not stupid. stupid. That's yeah. the tagline. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's really interesting. I took. Um, are you certified in Tongren too? No, not me. So you are, I and you are. I am too. So I took, but I took it for a different reason. I took it. Well, I, I wanted to do people, sort of. But I actually got animal Tongren dogs dolls. So I have a dog and a cat. You can get a horse, and um, I started doing that with all my animals because a lot of my animals had major emotional and health issues. Um, several of them had cancer, and then. Um, the woman who's actually going to be the guest here next month in june dr amy matthews she's my holistic vet and she would then take the dolls i would bring the dog and the cat and her old acupuncture needles she would then i don't know if you've heard of this put it in the points specifically for them and ming would tell me you keep them overnight it's even more powerful and so then i would have them with and the animals come one room in my house doesn't have um all crazy electronics right and the animals will come in there, and that's where your drum is that you let me use, and all the Tongren dolls, and they'll lay right there. Now, not all of them, I don't know if you find this with people, but I do too. I find some, if people are not receptive to it, it doesn't work. Of course. If the animal, and it can happen with animals yeah, too. Cool. I have animals that will lay there and be like, do it, you know, yes. especially Woo Kitty. Wu Kitty, you've seen yeah. Woo Kitty. That's the mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah that Teeping, mass- but Wu Kitty's <laughs> Ming's mascot online mascot, and she lives with me. And um, she loves Tongren, but my cat Basil that just recently passed away mm-hmm. did not. Mm-hmm. She liked it a little bit, but towards the end she didn't come in as much yeah. for it. So I think it's very interesting that you can use it in so many different ways with, yeah. with animals and
1: with people. Yeah, I put the needles in. Yeah, with, um, I didn't know I did about check. that. And, and you I, can
3: use a laser I pointer. A, yeah. Oh, she uses laser, I you see? Too. But I, That's I, I put like regular I um, love it. pins like you use in sewing. Oh, okay. stick them right. Well, in Ming there, says you works. could just
0: use your... Right? You don't need a doll. Use your mm-hmm. hand, Ming says. Yeah. Like, we just came back from the... Ming and I went to Ireland um, to do these classes, and one of the classes was in Tongren, and it was amazing to watch all these people, you know, learning so fast and doing all this stuff. And what's the book, um, Tom Tam's Lazy...
1: Lazy Bum's Guide to lazy Healing. Lazy's
0: Bum's Guide to Healing. Yeah. I mean, it's so yeah. easy to do yeah. that it makes... And you just...
1: I don't know. And the more people there are that are focusing it it, the more powerful the energy becomes too. So right. And I do a class on on Tuesday nights Mm -hmm. in Durham. Um, where I actually, it hasn't been highly attended in person, but I've had, I stream it live on Facebook online, yeah. and people ch- chime in from all over and they ask what they want healing for. And then we also, what we do is we send healing to three people. We just keep it simple. I mean, you could go crazy with it, right? There's a lot of people that need healing. Um, but, and then we tap on the doll to send healing to people too. So there, there's a lot you can do with it. And it was very instrumental in my healing and, and. I still utilize it all the time. Healing is in Your Hands is sponsored by
0: Brand Feelers, social media for social good. Everything we do, we do with the idea of bringing good to the world.
1: And chief for Healing, using holistic healing practices to connect the mind, body, and spirit.
0: Healing is in your hands is looking for sponsors who share our mission to educate and empower through holistic healing. If your business is interested in becoming a sponsor, email us at healingisinyourhands at gmail.com.
1: Or you can click the link at the bottom of the description in your app to make a monthly donation of as little as 99 cents a month. So you guys ever heard of fire cupping? It's a lot more popular now since uh, Michael Phelps showed his marks in the Olympics. Um, so, uh, and most people use like these silicone cups and these suction guns, uh, which you can't get as deep as you can do with fire cupping. Um, so the way that this works is I take a cotton swab doused in alcohol, and I light it on fire. And the patient's usually laying face down, change into a gown. With their back exposed. You can put cups in a lot of different places, but it's a lot, you know, the easiest spot is to put them on the back. So you light this on fire, and you go like that, and really quick, you put it on the skin. And so the heat creates the suction, but you're, you're not feeling warmth. Um, you're actually feeling maybe a little pressure, almost like a, a vacuum hose is uh, sucking you. Um, and, and you can also do slide cup, like this has nice little notches here. You can slide it back and forth. It's going to open things up. And what cupping is really good for, it helps to relieve inflammation, literally draws inflammation out of your body, helps to boost your immune system. It can pull toxins out of your body. You know, that's when you can get those real strong reddish-purple marks. Um, so it's very effective. It's, it's good for lung congestion. Um, but I, u- I use it a lot for chronic pain and a lot of autoimmune disease. Uh, that's the that's big thing that I use fire cupping for.
0: Do you think I... I I think a lot of people, when they see what it looks like, get freaked out. Mm-hmm. It looks like it hurts. It look, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, the it, first it, thing people it, it, say. It can
1: hurt. You can make it really strong. Like you can actually go four inches deep into the body with the cups, like pulling out things. So the faster that you put the flame to, from the cup onto the skin, is, it tells you how fast it's going to pull up, right? And like how strong it's going to be, right? Um, but it's kind of like, I like to equate it to if you've ever had like a TENS unit put on you, like at a chiropractor or a physical therapist, you know how like it's strong at the beginning, but then it kind of evens out. The cups is the same way. Like the skin's going to loosen up a bit and it becomes more tolerable. Um, and some people I don't put it on as strong if I don't think they're going to handle it. But if they have some real chronic illness, chronic pain, if they have cancer, you know, some serious issues and they're ready to, you know, d- delve into their healing, we put it on pretty strong. Um so, and, and yeah, you do have some marks. A lot of my female clients that wear bathing suits in the summer, they say, nah, I don't think I want to get cupping now. I'm like, that's fine, you know.
3: Sometimes you use it just to, just for muscle tension. Yeah. It relaxes muscle. Yeah. As well. Yeah, but the, we saw Dr. Who's movie, and he did and he had those. <laughs> <laughs> am I? Yeah, yeah, who am I? And um, I mean, he, basically, it was heavy black and blue marks. Yeah.
0: That's what I looked like, yeah. yeah. But he and said people that's freaked your
3: body out. body yeah. Releasing the toxins. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I can't tell you how many people like you know come in with chronic things and I do a cupping and they're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. like I feel like amazing, you know. So yeah, it really works.
0: And it's interesting to see, like, at least for me, because I'm not a practitioner. They're all practitioners, you know. Um, when I was looking, I would ask Ming to take pictures of my back or his wife or whoever because I'm showing it to the world, right? So um, it was interesting to me to see where the points were that were more black and blue than others that coincided with my autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be the most powerful part and most interesting part about it because it wasn't like he could just make that happen. You know what I mean? It would. It was because I seriously had those issues. And, those, and there were other parts that were very light, but the other ones were like, black and blue. But
3: it's amazing to see the trans, uh, the transformation over a few weeks after cupping them like every week for every week. or every other week for, you know, as you're treating them with the tweena as well as the cupping and other yeah. things, the, how the, the marks lighten up. Yeah. So that pretty soon you can do the same strength of cupping and you don't it get won't that. won't be as
1: strong what okay. it's doing is, is it's promoting your body's own ability yeah, to, heal. to heal. It's jumpstarting your immune yeah. system. It's moving blood. In Chinese medicine, we're all about building blood, moving blood, uh, <laughs> tonifying. Kid doesn't qi, really like blood, right? <laughs> um, but this, these are, you know, it helps to release the stagnation yeah, and right. opening
3: uh, points, yeah. and meridians.
1: And so that's the, and it's we, our body has an amazing ability to heal, and sometimes we just need a little bit of help to, to allow it to do so so that's what a lot of these techniques are doing so I want to go into the next one this is
0: my favorite yeah
1: yeah. this is moxa bustion also known as moxa so this is the herb mugwort we actually saw this on our forage walk today Um, artemisia vulgaris and so it's all dried and chopped up and this gets like really hot and it's gonna go deep into, this is where you can go into specific points, right? So s- specific acupoints. So like this one's a large intestine four, right here. Okay, to exactly. help open up the head. This ho- it opens up anything ahead, if you have a headache, tooth pain.
2: Depending on how you are, it, it kind of hits more or less, my experience, right?
1: Yeah, it also, It, it everybody is different, yeah. um, but it, it also depends what you're going through at the time, mm-hmm. too, yeah. if you have, sp- pain a specific area it might hurt more um but yeah this is like the baby moxa mm-hmm. this is like in do they call this indirect moxa these are heat shields that are on here Um, I I also do have the sticks not as big as the one that you're talking about but um, and I put them in a moxa box and that's when and and you can bring it close to the skin but you don't touch the skin because it will burn the skin Um, and it gets really really hot Um,
2: but my experience is if if I'm if I'm worse in terms of pain or whatever I'm going through I feel it much more It's it's actually much more painful than than if if I'm okay, then I can feel a little bit hit or discomfort, but never pain. Do you feel, have you done, so after
0: people have passed, I did Moxa and I felt kind of like you did, like um, it all come up Mm -hmm.
1: too, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's going to yeah. move blocked energy. That's I what mugwort does. I did. I went yeah. upstairs
0: and I laid on the acupressure mat after I went and said bye to her that night. And I put the... Because I use these every day, um, them on different points, and I just laid there. Yeah. But I felt so much better and grounded and, like, I don't know, safe.
2: Interesting that you say that because it is supposed... They say I'm yes. not sure that um, grief, actually, it's the only emotion that has a physical pain. Yeah. No other emotion that, yeah. has a physical yeah. correspondence but um, grief, sadness. Mm-hmm. So that's that actually makes sense Hold because on. if you're hurting physically, that will relieve you not just, um, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And in Chinese medicine, grief lies in your lungs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sometimes yeah, there can be a disharmony with your lungs. Like I know so many people that after someone dies and they're grieving, they might get sick, or they might start to have some congestion, yeah. or some things arise. That that can happen. Okay. Um, not always, but um, but it's if you think about it, it's like what we're you know how we're feeling and what we're breathing right and like how, what we're going through or your see. inability to breathe or in your inability mm-hmm. exactly the, like the, you the kind of like, so. yeah well, that has well that's to what i'm saying though like when you have grief like it becomes impaired right you know like it kind of makes yeah. sense to me that it can be impaired. it was interesting
3: my my mother-in-law blessed memory passed away a, a year and a half ago and uh, and both my husband and his brother uh, her only children developed a cough that week, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's exactly right." But I also knew that they were getting it out. Yeah, and yeah. through the coughing. Better out than that.
0: in. Remember yeah. when Dr. Riley was on the panel? She was talking about that yes. in the lungs and the grief. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah.
2: And and also, what Eric pointed out that I think it's very relevant is the acceptance of where you are, because I believe that until you actually accept it, there's there's no moving forward because you have to accept where you are in order for you to to understand and to connect with what what's the next step even if it is just one small step but that that's what's going to make you move along
1: I th- I think one big piece of that too to go a little bit further is forgiveness the concept of forgiveness for yourself um, and forgiveness for your situation too mm-hmm. you know like there was so many times with my experience where it was like I'd beat myself up for what happened and what did, you know, which didn't you know, it irrationally doesn't make much sense but <laughs> these are things that we do, you know. Yeah. Um and, and, and that d- you
0: would never do to a loved one, but you'll do it to yourself. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah.
1: But but there's times too though where we have issues that with other people where we need to forgive or or issues with experiences and stuff and, and in order to move <laughs> forward. Like I love That, you know, (laughs) focusing on forgiveness is, you know, the acceptance, forgiveness, surrender, and, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things are going to allow us to let go and move forward.
3: Right. Dr. Wu always says his mantra is just let go. Mm -hmm. Allow. Just let go. It's hard. Yeah. It is. It's one of the hardest things to do. do.
0: Or lose horse lucky. That's what he told me all (laughs) the time.
3: (laughs) Lucky lucky horse (laughs) broken bone.
0: You lose horse, Kim. You're
2: lucky. (laughs) Move on. Yeah. And but I was like, you're brilliant. Again it's <laughs> not about what people think or say or believe we should be, because yeah. I mean, people might tell me that I should forgive if I'm not on a point of forgiveness. I should accept that I'm not ready to forgive. Right. Just that for me again it gives gives room for me to That's be in the space. Mm. I might know that my intention is to forgive, which is obviously what we know. It 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 releases a lot of tension and and um, holding on, but I need to accept where I am. And if I'm not ready to forgive, that is my first step. Because right,
0: then you're beating yourself up because exactly. you didn't know how to forgive. I, you yeah. can't forgive like you not forgiving.
2: Cycle.
3: <laughs> it, it's it's a waste of energy. Yeah, it's really it's wasting horrible. energy. But you're on. accepting where you are now. Right. Exactly. You're in the present moment, and you know maybe you can't forgive right now. But exactly. it doesn't mean tomorrow you might be in that place where you can.
2: You set your intention with full respect and, for me, radical kindness on exactly this moment. And as Eric pointed out, sometimes we're going to go into suffering, and suffering is exactly going into the loop of the mind, the projection of the future, and this inability to to be here now. Because if we are actually here now, we might be in pain, but we we are not suffering.
3: Eric, can you talk a little bit about the dowsing rods that yeah. you have and how you use those How'd in you your know practice? What that was? I know what they are. I didn't mm-hmm. even know what that was. I was yeah. like, hmm. It's he like some people use I don't these rods, and some people use a pendulum, and are yeah. there are other.
1: So I use both a dowsing rod and a pendulum. Um, I thought they were so rods. Yeah, I can use this yeah. as a pendulum. is yeah. Isn't that no, like okay. water finder? Um, well, this has been used to find water. Yeah, that's hmm. one use for a dowsing rod. But um, you can also ask a question like a pendulum. So How you can amazing say, is Sho- Eric? Show me yes. <laughs> right? Yes or no. And then show me no. Another thing you can do, what I was trying to say, um, (laughs) is you can check where people's energy level is at. So moving through their aura and seeing if their chakras are blocked or if they're open. So in that same concept, like if you go over someone's crown chakra, right. And it goes like this, right. That may be closed. If it goes like this, it is open. right? Right. So those are some different ways. That you can use dowsing rods.
0: Eric, can you give um, like a specific
3: example of that an individual came to you uh, for an issue they were having, and what was the issue, and how were you able to help
1: them? Sure, I can do that. So I had a client come to me with severe headaches. Now they weren't migraines, um, but they were like debilitating headaches, uh, and he tried all these different things. He went to doctors and, he, you know, he was ended up, I think he was just like taking Advil and just like grinning and bearing the headaches. Um, so what I did was I did some acupressure work specifically opening up his wind gate here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a lot opening up the large intestine four. So I might've put actually one of these moxa points right where I put hers. Right. Um, I also, put some essential oils on him. I put some ear points in him that were very effective. I remember. Um, and then I actually gave him, whoop, I gave him this formula right here, Meridian Comfort, because this was what was appropriate for his body type and to help with pain. And within like, actually this happened like really fast. It doesn't always happen this way, um, but within like, Two sessions and a couple of weeks, his headaches like went down tremendously. Um, and after working with him for a few months, uh, he doesn't have headaches anymore at all. And he was suffering from them all the time. Does he have um, to keep taking that? He's actually not taking this formula. So no. that's
0: a difference too. You don't have to stay on it for no,
1: life. no, absolutely not. Well, that's no, no.
3: no. no. That's the difference between Western medicine and, right. and, and, and Chinese difference. medicine, and, and Dr. Wu was told, both of us, this: is that, is that Chinese medicine tries to get to the organic root cause. Right. It, the Chinese medicine, through getting to the root cause, you take care of the symptoms. Right. Always go for the root cause. You don't want somebody on Chinese herbs for the rest of their lives. It should just be right. a short, uh, short way of getting them back into balance, and that's it. And and
1: we're changing with the seasons, just like the seasons are. We're also changing. So there's different times where you're going to want to take different herbs also. Um, And and depending on the condition that's happened, there's some people that have chronic conditions that they may take certain herbs for a longer Mm -hmm. period of time. Too. Or but, go off
0: them right because I go off them for a little bit and then go back yeah on. oh absolutely yeah.
1: Um, and it's always uh, always switching things up it's not like when you go to a doctor and he says okay you're going to take this blood pressure medication for the rest of your life mm-hmm. It's never going to be like that uh, with Chinese medicine and most holistic medicine it, it, it subscribes to that same philosophy so um, but yeah he actually is also taken this formula relaxed wanderer Xiao Wan. Um, is the traditional formula free and easy wanderer Um, and he takes that just now he just takes two of these a day right now as he's transitioning off because sometimes they will come back a little bit Um, and i said but i recently when i saw him i said you know what just keep this on hand and actually let's try not to take it but then if you do get a headache treat it like it's advil take two of these and yep. see what happens are those
0: capsules
1: so these are not capsules these are the compressed herbs okay. in here um, i do use sun 10 is another company i use these yep. are from con herbals um, those are usually capsules or they're in powder form mm-hmm. also have the ability to do custom herbal formulas through ming's pharmacy um, and uh, that's a great way especially for people with chronic conditions pretty serious conditions they do a lot of the custom formulas that are like, these are general formulas that are for specific patterns of disharmony, excess or deficiency. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, if they have the capsule, like for me, I can't, I can't take those. Cause it actually bothers my, Oh, ostomy, I'm sure my, mm-hmm. you know, an ostomy. So having the powders and doing it, or like your tinctures is way, that's yeah. the only way I'll take any medicine.
1: Yeah. yeah. Tea
0: pills too. Yep. Yeah, tea pills too. Yeah. And add the hot water. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Totally.
3: And the powders also, if, if somebody is allergic to one of the, the herbs in a formula, That's you can take too. that out and you can substitute something yeah. else that maybe they're not sensitive to. Absolutely.
0: Because yeah. that can, ha- that can yeah. happen. My throat closed once. Ming was like, oh, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> now we know. Now you have wisdom. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Let's work on this. <laughs> I want to swallow. But it's true, right? Then I know what I can't. And he was there.
1: And the way that we figure out how to give these herbs to people is we look at their tongue. The tongue is going to tell you what's going on with your body. It does not lie. It's always changing too. Um, but it's going to tell you what's, you know, if there's something going on with the liver, the spleen, the kidney, all the internal organs. And it all depends what the shape of the tongue is, what the texture, what the size, uh, it's, there's all these different factors. Um, if there's a coat, if there's not a coat, if it's if it's cracked, it's or if it's greasy, yeah. I I'm not trained in iridology. No. I mean, we look at the eyes. Like they can tell us that there's bags under the eyes, like dark. That's more kidney. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. I haven't been trained so you to look that. at that. Yeah. Yeah. And some, really? sometimes you, you can take the pulse. pulse.
1: Yeah, and then we, che- yeah, we check we check the that. three burners. I mean, the so so you have different
3: heart different, uh, oh, pulses, pulses. Pulses.
1: yeah heart heart liver and kidney mm-hmm. and then you have lung, spleen and kidney young so it's kidney yin, kidney yang. these are the yin organs these are the yang organs right so pulses are always going to change too so mm-hmm. um, and it's something if they feel more deep it's generally they're going to have more deficiency right if it's more to the surface and fuller it generally is going to be more excess mm-hmm. now they're always changing, so there's not like a general rule right. for each is it, one. Is it a slippery? Is it yeah. rugged? Is yeah. It
3: smooth. Yeah. There's all kinds of different. Terms. What about somebody that has burning mouth whenever they eat?
1: Burning mouth whenever they eat. Hmm. It could be. Um, it could be a yin deficiency. I, w- I would think. I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but a lot of times it's too much dryness, right? And the heat has taken over. There's not enough yin energy. You uh, would
3: have yeah. to look at your tongue. Are, are there yeah. Like i go get her and bring her in. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And there could also be some chi deficiency too because mm-hmm. a lot of times when there's issues when when you're eating, it, uh, your body has to go to digest the food and then there's not enough chi To handle our other functions, if you're qi deficient as well. She probably probably has a spleen, yeah, she probably has a spleen chi deficiency. I don't know how old she is, but. Honestly, cry. Yeah, she probably has a spleen chi deficiency and probably a kidney yin deficiency. Um, Because she's just losing weight fast. Okay. But again, you have to like look at people and ask them questions to really figure out what's going on, but. but that's how, you know, just to tell you how, you know, I don't just give people like these. I can maybe, I could trust giving them a mushroom tincture. Anybody can take this. Even kids can take this at any time. Um, but the Chinese herbs, no, you don't want to. Like, that's why I don't, I don't get it when a client will buy herbs from me and then they'll run out. And instead of calling me to get herbs, say, oh, I just bought it on Amazon. I'm like, it. really? Like, first off, you shouldn't be buying herbs on Amazon. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know if they're counterfeit or if they're expired. (laughs) Um, and second off, what if it's not right for you? Like what if your symptoms changed and maybe you had a cold pattern and we gave you a lot of warm herbs, we gave you aconite and ginseng and different things. And now that's balanced out and you're still taking it and then you're getting, and now you're getting too warm and now you're starting to burn up yin. like that's, you know, so that's, that's just how this medicine works. And that's why it's like, you don't take something for forever.
3: So. And you always want to know where those herbs came from. Where <laughs> yeah. What is the source? Did they use pesticides on them? Yeah. yeah. So you always want to go from a trusted source, which Eric never does. Yeah.
1: And definitely, it, when it comes to the wild plants too, and where you know, and it's it's increasingly hard now with all the Roundup green sprayed and pesticides and herbicides mm-hmm. and chemtrails in the air. But um, you know, but I do believe that nature has ability to transmute and, uh, and heal. And their medicine is still, still here for us. So, but, um, but yeah, the one last thing I wanted to touch upon, we've already touched upon a little bit, but everybody's been talking about the wisdom of the earth, essential oils. Um, but the, the difference between these essential oils and other essential oils is that these are steam distilled except for the citruses, which are cold pressed. Um, But this company, I had the privilege to meet the owners when I took my certification and uh, they're really earth conscious and have integrity um, and they actually hand pour each bottle when you order them and they do a huge ceremony around each bottle. So their intention is so pure and it actually raises the vibration of the planet. And that's why these essential oils are so powerful Um, and they have relationships with the farmers that have integrity and honor the earth. And they actually like there's some essences we're not going to be able to get anymore, like rosewood and wild tansy. Um, different ones, like I recently found out because they've been over harvested or they, they can't get enough, so they're just not going to make them anymore, um, which most companies would not do that. Um, so that's why I really like them. And you can really feel the difference when you work with them. They they help you to go deep into meditation. I mean, when I took my aromatherapy certification, I remember I used up. And it literally blew my heart open, and I like had an immediate release. This was right around the time when I was going through what I was going through, and I was like, "Wow, there's really something to these, you know." So I use these every day. I use these with most of my clients. You diffuse them? I don't. Defu- I do diffuse them, but like that's not how I use them mm-hmm. uh, medically, you know. The, how, how you use them is you put a few drops on and put them in specific areas. Because they're gonna go right into your bloodstream. Not near your eyes. In this way. So
0: those no, are no. essential oils, but do you do not have a carrier?
1: No, mm-hmm. because, the because these are so pure and they're steam distilled. Yeah. You do not need a carrier oil. The yeah, ones that need that. a like I can right. I can eat this
3: oh
1: my perfectly fine. Wow. Yeah.
3: You can't eat it. Don't put it on your yeah. Yep.
1: So, okay. um, and that's and we use these a lot in meditation. Like what I. You just put on I, I put on white pine, which is that's all about surrender, <laughs> yeah, that's letting what go. Gave me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's and really good for grief. And <laughs> work
3: on different meridians, too, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Open up the different channels. And what? so I may, uh, and I may put them on if someone's got that specific condition. and essence, they'll call to me to put on that specific that's area. I was just going
0: to say, if you mm-hmm. can, like my, my senior rescue dog passed away, PD. And a friend of mine from Ireland, um, one of the women that actually ended up going to the events that we went to, Brita, she contacted Eric without me knowing it and said, can you pick for her, for Kim, um, some oils from Wisdom of the Earth that will help her with with losing PD? And then he picked them all. So that was my first um, time having this specific oil. And it was like, it was amazing and it was totally different than any other oils that i you know a lot of those oils like mm-hmm. that everyone's selling and every, everybody's an aromatherapist mm-hmm. you right um <laughs> no they're yeah. not uh, right. <laughs> uh, we dangerous. had john Ald, yeah it's very it's dangerous. dangerous john aldum came on the the podcast and talked about all these and I mean, the whole room used to were doused in like, yeah. and they were dousing me in it. The whole room was like crazy. That's why oils. we have a
1: uh, content warning yeah, on that episode. Yeah, that episode it got has a little, content uh, right? Out of
0: hand, but, it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you should listen to that episode.
1: Like, and I tell people like, oh, well, if you're using that brand, like maybe just put it in a diffuser, and that'll be like, don't put it on your skin. And and a lot of them will say. For, you know, they say don't put on your skin, like not for <laughs> external use. And I'm like, well, that's not a good sign.
0: <laughs> and I think you should test them, too, because one of the oils I did have a reaction to.
1: Everybody. It, yeah, but that was the only different. one. And the
0: other ones were amazing. And the one I had a reaction to was because I was like, oh, I'll just try that. He had yeah. picked out the ones I didn't have a reaction to. Yeah. Do you see the difference?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So what's next for Eric in the healing field? Is there something else that's calling you?
1: Yeah, um, I'm actually called to take more of my business virtually. Um, So to, you know, we're doing the podcast right now, um, but to do more like online courses and in different trainings um, and to reach people, you know, all over the world. That's, That's really what my mission is. Um, so I'm working on creating a new website where I can have courses and different memberships and do webinars and um, and spread, you know, the medicine that I do to, to everywhere. So that's uh, what's on tap right now. In a book? Yeah, the book's coming out too. I got to make the time to finish the book about my story. and And it'll be multiple books. It's actually going to be like one book's going to be kind of like a memoir. And then the follow-up book's going to be like all the teachings and recipes and different, you know, things and protocols that I make up um, because that's, you know, I want to put together programs. Like people always ask me these things. I I help people with so many things. But to get more specific and have a program for cancer, have a program for Lyme disease, have have a program for low back pain, you know, chronic pain, uh, chronic illness, autoimmune, you know, all these different things, or get specific to just acid reflux and, you know, find ways to to reach people with, with that.
3: So, um, speaking of Lyme disease, there, you know, we live in the, the state that burst Lyme disease. Um, and so, what do you recommend for, uh, as a protocol for Lyme disease, what has worked in your practice?
1: So. Reishi mushroom is definitely part of it. Any of the medicinal mushrooms is definitely part of it. Um, I also, Japanese knotweed that grows wild around here is a, an invasive. Uh, the root is tremendous uh, for the treatment of Lyme disease. Um, and it's pretty funny that it actually grows all over here even though it's not from here, but it is medicine for, that we need, right? Um, so cat's claw tincture is also really good. Um, and I, I, make that too. I actually have a, a Lyme disease or well, I call it the tick prevention kit. So, um, and it's got my bug spray that I make with medicinal right, aromatherapy. Um, yeah. and so, and that's the thing, like I try to teach people prevention. We were talking about putting the gators on. I put these gators on yeah. before I go in the woods, um, <laughs> and to wear. What are, I, what are gators? they're just little, like, you know, they're to go in mud or snow. Right. But I wear them in the spring and in the fall to prevent the ticks from crawling up, um, but there's also uh, I wrote a I wrote an article actually in Natural Awakenings last month talking about some of this stuff. Um, so there's different supplements that you can take like L-lysine, Monolaurin. Um So, but it's a comprehensive treatment. Like I would do some cupping with people. I would work with some different essential oils. Um, I would give some some specific Chinese herbs um, d- depending on their symptoms. Um, but that's. In a nutshell what my my lyme disease protocol would be and i would talk about different things with diet Um, but the one big thing about lyme disease that's that's what i wrote the article about was is there a viral component to lyme disease because a lot of people talk about the babesia the bordadella and the the bacteria but nobody really focuses on the viral component and that is a huge component to it and so that's why i (laughs) focus on a lot of antivirals um, and that helps to keep the spirochetes at bay from, from Lyme disease um, so and there's there's all different other things too um, that I get into I start talking about the the teachings of Anthony William medical medium um, I yeah I do a, my wife uh, my wife has an autoimmune disease and we've been doing his protocols for two years now and it's been incredible actually three years for her I've been doing it for two years but um, I actually got about of Lyme disease two years ago my foot swelled up purple mm-hmm and read and then I started the protocol and, and did all of my things that I was just telling you and it went away within a month and I've never had an incident since then and I probably never will. So um, so that's another thing I talk about and that's when working with diet um, and changing some things in their lifestyle, that's another thing that's going to help because stress is a huge component of Lyme disease and, and toxicity. Um, yeah, any virus, uh, and it's like, because they, they can recap, that's like candy for them. Um, and there are certain foods that are literally candy for the viruses too, so. Um. How do we get in, how do we find out about
3: where to get your stuff?
1: So you could go to my website, which is chi4healing.com. What is it? Chi, chi for, for healing. healing You can have yeah, a card. Here's yeah. one of my cards. You can see I got a lot of fun classes coming up in the next couple months too. In the too.
0: last podcast we just did? No. The One before, not the last one, the one before that, you did a whole thing. Yeah,
1: whole and we were talking seasonal. about seasonal allergies yeah. and tips. And he has all for the links in, yeah. in that
0: podcast yeah. episode as well. So you, you your article, too.
1: Yeah, you can buy my tinctures. And I'm on social media, Chief for Healing, Facebook, Instagram. I'm on Twitter, but I don't do too much with that. Kim does. Um, yeah. Right. Um, and I'm on Snapchat at Earthwalker11.
0: So, the most important place to be.
1: That's because of Kim. Instagram? <laughs> Instagram is, all my social media is Cheap for Healing except for Snapchat.
0: And then the podcast is on all those same things on day. Healing is in your hands for Instagram, Facebook and then Twitter, Healing is a new one. Well, I want to thank you.
1: So, um, at the end of each one of our episodes, we do what's called a meditative moment. It's usually about five minutes, you know, and uh, it's all about just grounding and connecting, and it usually has to relate to the topic that we're doing uh, for the episode, and so today, since it is uh, Daisha's birthday, and we're honoring the memory of her passing, uh, Kim asked me to read a little passage about her, and uh, we're dedicating this event to her, and, uh, and so you can translate it to anyone that has passed away for you. Um, so. So, take a couple deep breaths. Feel grounding at your feet. Bring your shoulders up, back and down. Bring your awareness inside. Feel the vibrations moving through your body. Feel the rise and fall of your belly with every inhale and exhale. Give thanks for this moment, for being alive, right here, right now. Give thanks for your body, for all the good in your life, for all the lessons, for everything that makes you who you are. To this moment. Feeling the grounding at your feet. And imagine the connection to the heavens coming up from the top of your head. Feel the connection with your ancestors, your loved ones. message from Rumi. When I think of death, I'm immediately reminded of Rumi's precious words. On the day I die, when I'm being carried toward the grave, don't weep. Don't say, she's gone she's gone. Death has nothing to do with going away. The sun sets, and the moon sets, but they're not gone. Death is a coming together. The tomb looks like a prison, but it's really release into union. The human seed goes down in the ground like a bucket into the well where Joseph is. It grows and comes up full of some unimagined beauty. Your mouth closes here and immediately opens with a shout of joy there. you namaste
0: thanks for joining us as always follow us on all our social platforms facebook and instagram healing is in your hands twitter healing is in you one and of course snapchat at feral 20 in earthwalker 11
1: production of healing is in your hands and musical interludes is by craig norton Remember to subscribe and tell your friends. And if you have a minute, rate and review Healing is in Your Hands on Apple Podcasts or iTunes.
0: Until next time, friends, I'm Kim Fleck.
1: And I'm Eric Harris. And
0: remember that healing is in your hands.